Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night, as it is each and every single week here at Talk Junkies. To, uh, this evening, I got Jesse in the house. Brother, what is up? Nothing much, man. Same old, same old. Same old, same old, man. It's been a couple of weeks since you've been on the show. You're, you're dearly missed each and every single week that you're not here, man, but I, I love you, and I know that you got some shit going on, just like I do. And duty calls sometimes, man. I, I understand. Yeah, so. being, being a dad comes first, for uh, sure. 100%, comes, man. So. But it's good to have you back in, in the Jesse seat, man. Um, if you're interested in last week's podcast, we did have an author on Don Stillwell, um, and she talks about what her sister went through in 18 months of breast cancer stage four on the onslaught, on the onslaught of COVID. Her sister actually found out she had breast cancer literally as COVID was developing and it was all fairly new to all of us. And, uh, Don gives us her journey in Canada with her sister going through an assisted suicide and, it's a very fascinating story. I highly suggest listening to the podcast. So if that's of interest to you, tune into last week's podcast. But this week we're going to be hitting it hard, man. This isn't. This video is not going to be on YouTube. Um, it's going to have a lot of really good information coming your way pertaining COVID nineteen and the after effects of what you know people dealt with from vaccines and and what have you. And there's no better person to bring on than someone who's a decorated doctor, someone who served the military as a doctor, someone who has served thousands of patients, helped and assist thousands of patients with issues that they've had in their lives. He's done a very good service his whole life when it comes to medicine. Dr. John, you're how you doing? Thanks for joining. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks guys. I'm glad to see you. And I was really looking forward to this one. And I want you to know that I have talked to a lot of people sharing your program, telling them about the talk junkies and be sure and watch it. And quite a few of them said that they already knew about it. So I, I just plug you that way. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So before you dive in, man, we're going to be talking about just kind of um, uh, side effects from from the COVID vaccine. Um, but before we do that, don't go into like a long, detailed description of your life, man. But do kind of paint a picture of who you are and what you're about and how you got where you are today. Okay. Well, um, I graduated from medical school in 82. But prior to that, I was a ninth grade science teacher. And I taught physical and general science in the Hickman Mills area up in, uh, in the Kansas City area. And uh, then prior to that, I was in the Army. I was trained as a, uh, as a combat medic. I was a uh, conscientious objector, so I didn't uh, get into any fighting. And um, I, w I did go through the med Army Medical Lab program at Fort uh, Sam Houston down in Texas. And that's where I first really got into into medicine they trained me as a basic medical lab tech then sent me to Fitzsimmons Hospital out in Denver Colorado and there I worked in the uh, at, at Porter Memorial Hospital uh, in the lab part-time uh, just to make a little extra money when I was in the army and then when I got uh, out of there I came on back to the Kansas City area and did the did my teaching then went into medical school and now I've been a physician for 40 years uh, primarily working with the emergency room and urgent care, family practice settings, and so on. Um, had kind of a bitter, bitter taste in my mouth from the way I've been treated uh, from the Board of Healing Arts in the state of Missouri, because uh, in essence, they basically murdered one of my very best friends, despite uh, my absolute best efforts I could to save his life and do what needed to be done. And, and uh, it, that is just it's just a can of worms we'll maybe get to go into in more detail sometime, but um, the thing I want to deal with you tonight is something that, that people were talking to me and they're saying, you know, I've really noticed this. 
And one of the things that I can share with you is uh, in, in Walmart, without being crazy as to where and when, the individual was talking to me, was telling me that the, the manager of Walmart had totally changed personality and was not behaving in a normal fashion. And, and the individual I was talking to was trying to follow Walmart policies and so on. And it just, it's like, you know, a totally different individual, what, what you wouldn't expect. And so I, I started searching for that. And uh, I, if, if I might, I'm just going to skim through this, use it to keep my thoughts and, and train on. You can stop at any time through here and, and, and discuss it in more detail because I've gotten an awful lot of feedback from this particular article. And uh, this one came out on the uh, News with Views website, December 17th, 2022. And I started it out in kind of an interesting way. I said, make no mistake about it, we're in World War III at this time. It's not a war with bullets and bombs, but rather a biologic warfare. I've been worried for years that we'd be attacked by a nerve agent, bacteria, or virus. I never dreamed it would be a vaccine. Nor did I dream that people would be standing in line voluntarily rolling their sleeves up to take it. In fact, as we've already talked, it's not a vaccine at all. It's nothing but a composition of substances that will permanently alter your genetic makeup. It's also been stated the vaccine does not prevent one from acquiring COVID, nor does it sh show improvement in the healing course. Uh, I want you to look at my previous article on News with Views uh, entitled The Jab, and we also did a podcast dealing with that a little while back. Um, I became concerned as there was a real problem, as I said, uh, when I was talking with family, friends, co-workers, they, they changed, they were behaving differently. Seems like their ability to think and process information, problem solving and so on had been diminished. Uh, I'd noticed these changes in people I know, they're behaving abnormally. So um, I started trying to find this online, uh, behavioral changes and so on, and I really, really had to search before it came up and I found what I was looking for. And this next paragraph sums it up. The basic feelings of love, compassion, warmth was gone. Um, I've stated before, I told you guys were electro electrochemical beings and it appeared to me that the aura surrounding the uh, vaccinated individuals had been damaged. People stated that when they hugged somebody that had been vaccinated, there was a feeling of coldness and uncaring instead of the warmth and pleasant feeling that they had previously experienced. Um, I Also, I do not know what it is. And I searched the literature to find out what's being transferred from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. So far, I've not been able to find out what's going on. I've concluded that something is happening because it's been reported. Uh, for example, a lady that was unvaccinated went to her, girl, her girlfriend's home where four girls were vaccinated to have an evening together, watch movies and eat and drink and have fun. And uh, when she got home, she had a very abnormal menstrual flow outside of her normal cycle. Um, I think that it doesn't, uh, it isn't a good idea to be around vaccinated individuals, but this has not been conclusively COVID. substantiated. It's only my gut feeling. COVID, COVID, vac COVID, people who are co vaccine are vaccinated with COVID-19, correct? Is it, you're not exactly. saying like just yeah. in general vaccinated people? No, not not general vaccines. But I I will tell you, um, well you'll find that out at the end of this thing. So wait wait okay. till we get there. We'll discuss it. Hold on. Um, 
I want to go through this. This is really important. This next paragraph is is more detailed than what most people would like to see, but it's not as detailed as I certainly could go into because I tried to simplify it. But I previously referred to an antigen-antibody reaction. Antigen-antibody reaction. To keep it simple, an antigen is any foreign invader in the body. A splinter, for example, would be referred to as an antigen. But in this case, the antigen that we're dealing with is the spike protein that the mRNA vaccine encodes. In other words, every person that subjects themselves to the vaccine had the blueprint for a small portion of the coronavirus injected into their bodies. These spike proteins travel throughout the bloodstream and are found adhering to the inside wall of the blood vessels. When these antigens are found, as soon as they're found, an antibody develops to them. And then along with this, I recently found that there is a cascade also that develops, which is a sister to the clotting cascade for like when you get cut to clot your blood so you don't bleed out. And that also causes a blood clot to, to develop. Now, that's where the real trouble comes in. And it's referred to as multifocal because it occurs in many sites. And when the clots form, the tissue that's being supplied by the microcapillaries dies. This is referred to as tissue necrosis, and then it expands throughout the tissue. Okay, understand this occurs in all body organs and tissues, but for this article, I'm concerned with the brain and the heart. In the brain, when these necrotic areas develop, one sees changes in individuals, such as one sees in Alzheimer's and C-dial dementia. It has been likened that the changes seen in individuals who in the past went through horrible medical treatment, such as lobotomy, electric shock, or insulin shock. To see the effects of electroshock treatment, uh, if you haven't seen the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, did you see that one with Jack Nicholson? I've always you wanted to. I've, I've never actually movie. watched that. Say that again. Oh, I've, I've always wanted to watch that. I know that that's Same. an absolute classic, but I've never seen it. Same. Oh, you, you, abs you absolutely have to see it. It really shows you. And when they do this, they actually put electrodes right here, uh, which I'll explain here in just a second. Uh, matter of fact, I've got it in the next paragraph. Electroshock treatment consists of placing electrodes over each side of the junction of the temporal and the uh, frontal lobes. Um, and then they pass large amounts of electric current through the brain. This causes much of your memory to be erased, and individuals lose a great deal of the love and compassion that they, they once had, and it really just doesn't come back. Um, back to the one flew over the cuckoo's nest thing with Jack Nicholson, they, they got him and forced him back into a room where they did a lobotomy, and with this they took and they shove right up inside your eye, right up in here, an ice pick whoosh, right up in there. Then they would swish it around up here in the frontal lobe of the brain and do that on both sides and basically just scrambled up the brain tissue uh, and the frontal lobes were severely and permanently damaged. Uh, the next thing that they were doing was insulin shock treatment. And with insulin shock treatment, they had given individual large amounts of insulin to push their blood sugar way down. The person would then go into a complete coma that was induced by that and then they recovered the individual by giving them a sugar solution, such as orange juice or some concentrated sugar, and they would come back around. But when they came around, they were happy to be alive, but they were very docile individuals with totally changed personalities. Okay, 
Next paragraph states, anyone who's been following this so-called plandemic, notice I didn't say pandemic because it was planned, has become aware that over 1,000 athletes in all sports have dropped dead engaged in strenuous activities. This is being caused by damage to the heart in a similar way the brain is damaged. Pathologists have shown on the slides of the deceased vaccinated at autopsy there is multifocal necrotic tissue as well as fibrotic scar tissue. So in other words, where the tissue has died, scars then develop in the wall to the heart muscle and basically are destroying the heart. Um, spike proteins were also visualized on these slides and these damaged hearts are not repairable. Um, another frightening aspect that I found in my research is the World Health Organization has now authorized all future vaccines to be one with an mRNA carrier technology, for example, making a flu vaccine with mRNA again with the same type of thing, modifying one's genetic makeup instead of the way vaccines used to be. Okay, so real quick. What um, was one real, individual? Real quick on that, doctor. Go ahead. So go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. So you're, I'm just curious, what was wrong with the old flu vaccine to where now they, they've had to update it? Was there ever anybody that was like, oh man, we need well, a new, we need a new juicier, better, faster, sexier flu shot? Like, okay. well, the flu is always adapting, right? Well, okay. Now, one thing I can definitely tell you as a physician, I saw person after person after person that took the so-called flu shot and basically it gave them the flu and they were sick as a dog. And so I really advise people don't take the flu shot because they try to use whatever viral system that they had to manufacture a so-called uh, vaccine that they're going to give to the person in hopes that it's going to be similar, the same type of thing next year. But the viruses are mutating all the time and, and it just really doesn't work. No. So I actually right? know I actually know someone um, who was very sick the entire day at work because of the previous day that they had took the flu shot. But I'm like, oh, that can just happen because that's kind of what goes along with a vaccine in general. You know, you might have an adverse side effect to it to where you actually get flu symptoms, yeah. but the whole idea is to, like, prep your body for future defense to yeah. it. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say right now. But they were legitimately, like, sick guys, from it. But Yeah, but don't take any vaccines. No more vaccines. They're not going to be beneficial for you. You know, just just be healthy, stay healthy, stay physically fit, eat the right kind of foods, get plenty of fresh air, good sleep, exercise, minimize your stress, and stay away from people. By the way, Hold on, so real while quick, we're be, talking about it for you, a minute, let me ask a quick Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, if you got to say something, before you go uh, back into your paragraph, I just want to ask one more question. So go ahead first. Sure. Uh, all I was going to say is I'm going to ask a question, and I want you guys to answer it. What is the way a virus gets into your body? Oh, uh, air, airborne. Two, two ways, uh, two. Viral and airborne? No. How does it get into you? Bacteria? Well, no, a bacteria is different no, than a virus. No. Bacteria, bacteria is different sorry, sorry. than a virus. What were you You have to, oh, I okay. see what you're saying. So it has to be, you have to breathe it in? Or, uh, or I don't know, it's got to like land on your skin or something like that, but it has to probably like breathing it okay, in well, with, or ingesting it. I always well, think doing, like ingesting. Good, but, well, yeah, but you're wrong because if you ingest it, the saliva will kill it. So your two portals of entry are your nose and your eyes. Okay. So you don't want to not be 
touching surfaces and rubbing your nose or rubbing your eyes. And people are doing that all day long. So you need to consciously think, don't do that. Um, anyhow, let's finish this up. And then there's some other exciting things I okay. want to share with you and answer any questions you have. For sure. So what you're saying in, the, in it, what you're saying in, in this article so far is, or not what you're saying, but you said, is it the CDC or, or whoever said that they're going to insert mRNA vaccine into our mRNA technology into every vaccine right now. You're talking polio, yes. chicken pox, yeah, that's, that's shingles, that all that stuff. Uh, repeating that paragraph, another frightening inspe- uh, aspect, the World Health Organization has now authorized all future vaccines to be of mRNA technology. For example, making a flu vaccine with an mRNA carrier. When do they want to implement that? It's a bad deal. Um, I guess right away, probably with all new things. Okay, one individual in my research stated that the Third Reich is raising its ugly head again. As stated earlier, we're in World War III, but not with bombs and bullets, but with biologic warfare. All vaccinated COVID are in grave trouble. Once the spike protein is in the body, it can't be taken out. I believe that many will die over the next few months. As if the information was not bad enough, there will be more dying as a result of autoimmune disease when the body attacks itself secondary to the antibodies that come from the spike proteins. And then do not look at the mainstream media for evidence of what I stated. They, they are all run by the globalists. The true facts are covered up and not reported at all. The end game as stated by the globalists is to get rid of the useless eaters do your own research. Do not get vaccinated if if you have not already. And if you've had the vaccine, don't take any additional boosters. That's the end of that article. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not. Man, su- so many questions. I'm not suggesting. I a lot of the information you're you're talking to me about. I, I'm I'm in line with. But what happens if you're wrong? Um, I guarantee you, 100%. I am not wrong. I'm right down the mainstream with many, many uh, well-known experts in the world. It's just totally being covered up. And the end game is basically to cull the population to use this vaccine, as I stated, not as bombs and bullets, but use the vaccine to get rid of the people. Yeah, and, and to, to kind of just, to we, we've talked about it before. Bill Gates in like a 2007 or 2003 TED Talk talked about how with vaccines and in uh and the onslaught of technology will be able to de- decrease the population by 15% by the year 2030 or whatever it was. You have Charles exactly. you have Charles Schwab coming out and saying that we need to reduce the population. You had that guru from India who is now going into the economic forum, I forget his name, but he was asked similar questions and he said that we need to reduce population and no one should have kids anymore. So you have a lot of these people who Absolutely. are with the World Economic Forum. So I I that's where I I, I see what you're talking about. It's right out there in front of us. So that's why I'm in line with what you're talking about. And I agree, you're most likely not going to be wrong because whenever COVID was going on and after people started getting these vaccines and the boosters, I started seeing people coming into where I work and I deal with the public and like, oh, I'm going to a funeral today. Well, how old was the person? They were 30. They had three kids. Well, how did they die? Well, you know, they just died. I'm like, 30-year-old people just don't die unless they're like, you know, right, drug right. overdose or, you know, obese, okay. diabetes, whatever it is. But that, that was way more common than I've ever seen it before. Recently, I had a person at work, their son died at 17. 17 years old. From what? Heart okay. failure. Heart well, these failure. Thing, these, well, these was he vaccinated? I'm pretty sure, yeah. What, what I want to get into next, and uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the 
um, documentary that I saw. It was sponsored by Stu Peters. And um, we'll get it as we get going, but it has to be uh, like, you know, drop dead and so on. As a matter of fact, I'm scrolling through here where I took a bunch of notes as I watched that oh, video. I'm sorry. To... And the only place I could find it was on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E, -E, Odyssey. All of the ones that was listed on YouTube that supposedly would have showed that video said this video has been taken down because we have censored it and we're not going to let you see it and so on. Are you talking? So about, it's going to be difficult. Are you talking about whenever COVID first came out and people were dropping dead in China? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 okay. no, not at all. We're talking about now, not then. Okay. And so let's go through this really quick because what what I'm going to just touch on are quick statements as it goes through the video, and we can cover it in just a very short few minutes, but then it'll help to see some of the comments that that I have to follow here in a minute. Uh, it started off when they talked about the pictures of the Georgia Guidestones, who, as you know, have since had some type of an explosion down there and they were destroyed, but they wanted no more than 500 million people. Now with around 9 billion, that means about eight, eight and a half billion people have to go in order to meet that. Um, down through here, as I'm reading this, I'm just gonna read these statements. Most people don't know what's in the vaccine. And uh, then some of the vaccine inserts say, these pages are left intentionally blank. Um, <clears throat> Bill Gates was wanting to end the growth of population by way of vaccines. And he's been banned from Africa because he gave vaccines to the African women that basically sterilized them. And they're really pretty well uh, ticked off about that. Um, in, in this particular documentary, it showed pictures of people falling over in the midst of a talk or a sports uh, game or something like that. And they stated, we are in a fifth generation warfare. And then I remember hearing about this when I was in school, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas Robert Malta, M-A-L-T-H-U-S, uh, lived in the 17th century. And he, he's one that was talking about how you really need to to be careful with population and not let it go too big or we're not gonna be able to have food supply, you know, water, places to live and so on. Um, well, that's obviously not the case Bill now. Gates we have plenty of resources and plenty of food to feed everybody on, yeah, on the planet. I completely that's, agree with that. That's not an issue this day. Well, here, yeah, but here, here's the thing, guys. If you haven't noticed, what's been going on is that they've destroyed the uh, fertilizer plants and a lot of the food processing plants clear across the United States have been blown up, had fires and been destroyed and so on. So there's an all out and out war against us and food will be one of the ways they want to control us with what I call the two F's fear and food, fear and food. Um, Bill Gates said this common sense state that someone's going to die because you put a vaccine in them. And that's what he said. Um, a, a fella here that is a funeral director that's talking in this particular video said he used, he was never an anti-vaxxer before, but now he is, he's not going to put any vaccines in his body because he doesn't trust pharmaceutical company. Uh, they went on to talk about all the people that had died suddenly about these vaccines. And I already knew this right now, gentlemen, the embalmers and the funeral directors and so on are seeing more dead people than ever in the history of the embalming of the funeral business. They're working 16 to 18 hours a day. And interestingly, 
when they were at a, a, a seminar for these funeral directors, they had 100 people in the room. How many of you people have been seeing these fibrous clots and so on when you're trying to do the embalming? Everybody put their hands up. It was a freaky thing. Uh, funeral directors were showing all kinds of fibrous material taking out of the artery, such as the carotid in your neck. Oh, are you talking about femoral. microplastics right now? In particular? No, he's no, talking about the I'm COVID talking, vaccine. No. But uh, microplastics are no, another I'm big not, issue I'm, that that that's coming up in okay. in science is that there's a lot of microplastic okay. builds build up in individuals. But too. it's conveniently All happening right. after the All COVID right, let's, vaccine. Let's come back. I just wanted to bring let's that I just wanted to bring that up. I didn't know if that had any correlation to it. No, no, that's that's absolutely okay because there's a lot of factors going on here. The one thing I want to interject rather quickly that's important, when I wrote the article, the jab. I researched it to the best of my ability and did did not find the ingredient graphene oxide. It wasn't shown in there because it's not even in my article. And months later, as I was continuing to do more research, the graphene oxide was a hidden substance that was actually in all of the vaccines and in many other products. And the graphene oxide has like a small razor blade molecule that sticks off like this and when it goes through the bloodstream it's basically slicing people up on the inside causing a lot of all these clots but let me let me go further this is really important and that's the mrna the director stated well the mrna okay do you guys really understand exactly what that is as far as when they're doing this no or do, do you need me to take a minute to explain it simplify it no, no, you so you, don't, really you don't you don't you don't have to do that. But from any actual real scientific level, I'm not going to fully be able to grasp that. And most people, I don't. haven't. Yeah, you're you're talking to a layman. Yeah, well, here. I well, can. If, okay, then get give me one minute, and you will fully grasp it. Listen carefully to what I'm getting ready to tell you. Then we'll come back to this other. Okay, <clears throat> two of the vaccines, which I call them the jab, that they gave to the people, are coding for the spike protein. The other one, they actually wrapped the spike proteins up in a glycoprotein and injected them directly. I believe that was the Johnson & Johnson. The, the Moderna and the Pfizer were the ones. And what they did, in your DNA and my DNA, there are four base pairs, adenine, guanine, cytosine, and thymine, just four. And they abbreviate them with the first letters of each one, A, G, T, T and C. Okay, and and when they're in the spiral helix that was found by Watson and Crick that got the Nobel Prize for it, uh, like on the sides of a ladder, if adenine was always hooked up with thymine and guanine was always hooked up with cytosine. So if you had a G, they had a C. If you had an a, uh, adenine and guanine and thymine and cytosine, and so they always paired up. So that you unzipped them like in a zipper, all of those letters that, like I was telling you, always went together, except for when you're dealing with the RNA, they substituted a uracil uh, for thiamine. But now, with that together, with those four base pairs, what they did is they came in and found out what portion of the DNA of the COVID virus coded for the spike protein and then they synthetically made that up with those four letters that i told you once they took that snippet and had that together that's what they injected into the individuals 
And now the body recognizes that template as a little recipe to make the spike proteins. So their body is manufacturing spike proteins only. Only that part, the coronavirus itself. Um, can, can I just is, stop is you really, really, really quick? Just, to, just, just really quick. So does the Go normal ahead. human immune system have to do... Uh, like, like if you're going to battle just any, any kind of, uh, infectious thing that comes into your body, does it start at right. the DNA level or like, does your, like, is your immune system separate from DNA or are they that closely related or so like if I get, if I get the flu right well, now, is it my DNA that fights that through my immune system okay. or, or how does that work? Because that right. sounds really weird to have to go far enough to change the DNA strand to be able to fight it off. As you well know, they can tell by DNA who you are, and they can find out by similar DNA that your relatives would have what chain of people that you come through with your heredity. Yes, okay? absolutely. The DNA is what makes you you, an individual, makes you what you are. The DNA uh, d determines... You know, the color of your eyes, the length of your nose, Absolutely. the shape of your face. It's the way that you are made. And the DNA is made and is found in every single cell is your genetic makeup. But that template that I was telling you about, that's just like a zipper with all those little pieces, how the zipper hooks together. That's what you need to think of in terms of a ladder with the two sides and the rungs and then twist it. That's the DNA strands. Okay, and it's they're just they're just so long, so incredibly long. It's it's hard to even comprehend the complexity of the system. No, I think I heard okay, one time that a single a, like a single drop of blood carries so much genetic code that if you were to watch a screen of just that genetic code, you would die of old age before uh, before it got over. <laughs> like if an, you had to look at every strand in one drop of blood, that's how much DNA code is in is in everything. Well, but did, did that help you a little bit, what I shared with you, as far as that genetic, the coding makeup there? Did that help simplify yes. why yeah, no. these but, people are manufacturing spike proteins? But then, but previous vaccinations didn't use this method, though, correct? It didn't no. hit a genetic level? No, not at level? all. Okay. Not, Just to clarify, they, for, they, they for also people to hear, because it's a weird thing to start hearing about, oh, for me not to get sick, you have to start altering my genetic code for that. That should sound a little yeah, no, alarming to individuals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're at, it is alarming, and the whole thing is downright scary, and the whole thing is basically killing the people, like, massively. Um, over here it says the funeral director stated he'd noticed this over the last 18 months. They were having trouble embalming the people. Ordinarily, they'd cut in the carotid artery, and then they'd use a pump to pump the fluid into them throughout the body, and when it wasn't working right, they were thinking the pump was faulty. But they then found long, white, fibrous clots that were different than the blood clots. The blood clots can be broken apart and so on. But these fibrous clots, they said, was like calamari. And it said everybody that they've been embalming over the last year had these fibrous clots. They were concerned also with seeing tiny microclots in the bloodstream. The reason they were so concerned, because they will go undetected and it will be slowly starving the tissue of oxygen. They stated it looked like coffee grounds or perhaps rust or sand that was in there, and the blood had somewhat of an orange consistency to it. This is important. They felt the material, as they were showing it, 
had a texture like a rubber band or calamari, and it said it took the shape of the vessel that it formed in. So when they pulled it out, it was kind of like a, a casting of that particular vessel. Uh, autopsies are not being done as frequently as they have been done in the past because there are so many people dying. Uh, most people are not having an autopsy, so only what's happening are what these funeral directors are seeing. Um, let's see. Over in Idaho, on September 25, 2022, a Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long recently said that they, it would be catastrophic if only 10% of the troops had a problem. She stated that in her 15 years, she's never seen anything as what's happening now. She reached out to command about what she was seeing because they forced all of the people in our military to take the COVID vaccine. And, uh, and the guy that she's talking to said he's trying to work on the border, stopping 12,000 people a week from coming across the border. And Long went ahead and stated she's concerned that in five years from now, we'll not have enough people around to even have a standing army. So what they've done is they've weaponized our health care system, no question about it. In 1970, Henry Kissinger said we've got to decrease the world population. Ted Turner stated the reason we have global warming is too many people are using too much stuff. Then they showed all kinds of advertisement, get your vaccine, dancing and everything. And then it stated the U.S. government's been involved in psychological operation for over 60 years. The majority of these things occur right in plain sight. People are not recognizing them. Um, anyhow, a fellow on the things named Steve said he was vaccinated as well as his wife and kids. Then he started hearing stories of his friends. She said three of the relatives were vaccinated. They died a week later. Then some clips asking about if the vaccines are safe and effective. Person after person said they're as safe and effective, including Biden. Um, and including Anyhow. Trump too, though. Including Trump. Trump's Trump created Operation Warp Speed. So yeah, it's, well, it's Trump, it, yeah, you're, you're absolutely. But hold on, but hold on, real quick. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to go down that road. But what, I, what in that last paragraph that you read, the last two paragraphs, I just want to, I just want to ask a, a really quick question. There are, I don't know what the percentage is in the United States of people who have been vaccinated, according to the CDC. It might be sixty percent or seventy percent, somewhere along that line. You're you're close. Okay. A lot of people have been dying, but it doesn't account for a large percentage of people who were vaccinated with this mRNA technology who are still walking and alive today. So why is it not happening to okay. those people as that, quick? That's, that's a great question, and I think here's the answer. This is a gigantic experiment that they've perpetrated on the American public. And in any experiment, you have to have a control. So a lot of people got a placebo. And then in my recent research, I found out that this so-called vaccine crap that they were putting into the people, if it wasn't done early enough, it turned in somewhat of a sludge and lost its effectiveness. So, you know, that's when people say, well, I've seen all these people that had it and they, nothing happened to them. The other thing, they, they don't have to report the quantity and the amount of material in there. They can put stuff in it, take stuff out of it because they have no accountability. And so they've actually even shown is that true in targeting red states, blue states. Absolutely. The things I'm telling you are true. OK. And then in here, I'm going to just quickly tell you this. Um, let's see. Um, OK. One hundred one hundred and fourteen million Americans have been received at least one dose of the vaccine and so on. And then the, the video clip showed people falling down 
there was one thing that was horrendous on there. One person collapsed and fell right off the platform underneath a train that was moving there. Uh, two teachers at Sullivan Elementary School passed away suddenly this year. Shows a man collapsing in a grocery store. Numerous people falling down, dying. Bus drivers, numerous people falling over. 20-year-old nursing student died one day after uh, getting the vaccine. Uh, it says five months to kill you with your veins basically clogged up with this fibrous material. Uh, he said the busiest he ever was in January of 2021. He put so many miles on his car driving from funeral home to funeral home doing the embalming. Um, let's see. Basically, that's that's pretty much the other thing is it's terribly important that all that nine. This is an important number. Nine out of 10 women that took the vaccine that's carrying a baby. Nine out of 10 of them are having a miscarriage. That's 90 percent. That's huge. That, that's just pretty pretty sad uh here's some from waterloo canada 84 stillbursts out of 4,000 deliveries the probability of that is zero percent um it says here 83 percent of all women that got vaccinated ended up with dead babies hungarian parliamentary event that uh, can't be correct was down by 20 I, I i hate to i hate to stop you there but that's such an alarming that's number okay. of of what you just said that's, that's, that's such why, an alarming that's number. I told you at the beginning that this this is that scary that, stuff. That if scary. that was if that was correct, there would be like like I feel like I would have heard about that a well, little bit. I don't, I don't know where you got those statistics in particular. Like I've been on board with you this whole time up, up until well, I heard it, those it, those numbers are outrageous. It's in that video. Okay, it's it's in it, it's in that video that's an hour and eight minutes long, and I went ahead and took these notes as I went through the video. But interestingly with this, I want you to take a look at this. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, right here. All right. Um, now, it says widespread damage to brain and heart. Stop mRNA vaccines and platform. This was done October 18 to 2022. Now, two people that are really important with this are Peter and Ginger Bregan, B-R-E-G-G-I-N. He's an MD, and uh, she's she works with him. And they they went through there, and I watched a speech uh, in Greece by a physician named, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Sukarit Bhakti, and it's spelled S-U-C-H-A-R-I-T, last name, capital B-H-A-K-D-I, and it revealed that pathologists have now found that in the brain of deceased people after vaccination for the first time, there are capillary thrombosis and microvessel vasculitis occurring in many parts of the brain and so on. Um, anyway, that, that just goes crazy. So it says down here, personality changes. Uh, comments are swirling around the Internet. Conversations with their family and friends they love have been emotionally changed by the vaccine. People say in some cases that loved ones have become distant, less connected with life withdrawn and flattened. Net Dr. Naomi Wolf, now she's a PhD doctor, one of the most eloquent and astute cultured observers. Now, this is, I think, really important. Um, young crowds themselves were altered. Young adults were limping. Men and women in their 40s and 50s looks as if they've been recently healthy. We're now moving like 80-year-olds. People of vast numbers of all ages walked as if it was hurting them to move. Even teenagers and older children 
move like zombies or robots, drifting with seemingly no energy to spare. Smaller children did not squirm or race around. They sat vacantly, they sat vacantly on park benches or in restaurants, where they drifted like little race beside their parents, focused on nothing. What happened? What happened? You don't think that's a little outlandish? You you don't think that that's a well, little a, like a little bit like they're exaggerating well, a little bit me, wraiths? <laughs> you're gonna you're like gonna, you're gonna I love I doctor. I love I love the description and I'm and I'm on board with you on so much. I just feel like a I just, little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. I I would kind of just like to pick your brain on it as opposed to like I know you're reading some really important information and it's really good, but you've read all this information and you've. And it's went through your brain and you've registered it. I kind of want to get your take on it as opposed to like you reading about the, about it, you know, like, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather just hear what well, it is that you have to say, man, because I feel like a well, lot of, I, well, what I put in that paper is what I think about it from what I've, what I've been able to see, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's so much more going on here, but, um, you know, and that was what was so frightening to me back in here. Um, Bregan, now, Bregan described the effects further in a medical book and a letter to the editor published in American Journal of Psychiatry. He describes the same kind of flattening, emotional, stunted effect of psychosurgery and lobotomy. The, the pro-lobotomy physician reported, although post-lobotomy patients may perform well in standard structured tests they fail miserably requiring the display of this initiative autonomy flexibility or independent judgment and then bregan took on a, a whole bunch of practitioners of psychosurgery and so on and so forth i mean this is all there in the record and this this is what is going on and this is what i found that was just just mind-numbing um you did know, you did you ever work with like um like what's your extent of work with big pharma like when you were a physician um what was it like was it like sales almost where like hey sell our product you're gonna get more money like how how did that work well it it took it took me really quite a while to understand that they were just in it to manufacture things to put it into people and to get not what are called they they weren't side effects they were the effects of the medication the people had to come back uh, I realized that the that the medicine that was being practiced was simply treatment. It wasn't any curing at all. And if you took something and you had an effect of of the of whatever it is you took, and you came in and said, "Hey, my arm is shaking," they'd give you something to try to help stop your arm from shaking, but keeping you on the same thing that made your arm shake in the first place. And so, you know, it, it's just nuts. And one of the things I I don't know if I put it in that article, but when they said something about the Third Reich and so on, because so many of these vaccines are being manufactured over in Germany, and then they're shipping them to the United States. So, you know, that that's where that, that part of it came in. Right. I'm just... So, I'm trying to... Why are they Why are they so evil? Like, where did, how did it get to a point where they were able to have this type of control and, and no one else, no one's batting an eye to what it is that they're doing? Um, when you suggest... It started, it started with the rock... It started with the Rockefellers way back in, and and uh, having what's called the Flexner Flexner Report, and then they they went around and got rid of medical schools that wouldn't go along with them as far as the pharmaceuticals being the way to go, and that's that's where your holistic physicians came out, 
your your natural paths and things of that that don't believe you know they want to use uh, herbs and natural things and have good healthy foods and and have an appropriate diet and, and such as that and um, anyhow I think that that's where it is is follow the money. So you know, whenever you look at, they, sorry, Jesse, I, no, I'm going to let you hit it up after this, Jesse. So whenever you talk about a holistic approach, and, I, and I'm always fascinated by, you know, what was medicine like before the Rockefellers got involved? And what, what type of shape were people in? When you go back and you were able to look at pictures from people in the 1800s and, and, and as, whenever they could start, whenever they started taking pictures. Well, hold on, hold on, doctor. You, you, you okay. really didn't see. Let, obe- let's, let, let's look at this just for a minute. Think about this. Okay. Let's look at grandma and grandpa living on the farm. What kind of breakfast did grandpa have every morning that was made by grandma? A couple of eggs, maybe some hash browns, some uh, bacon, some sausage. They raised their own hogs and what have you, right? Yep. And they lived up into their, their 80s, 90s, reaching 100 sometimes, and they were, they were healthy individuals. And so along comes the, the latest things about the cholesterol scare. You know, uh, we talked about the cholesterol and how that's been a, a big lie. Then we talked about the fact that they, they put on their eating fat makes you fat. And so they took all the fats out of the food, and then the food tastes like crap. So then they put the high fructose corn syrup in there to make it sweeter to try to make it more palatable. And then the people would eat that. It tasted better. But when you ate the sugar, as soon as you got an insulin surge dumped out by the pancreas, that's what would make you fat. And we've already talked about that stuff, I think, a little bit in previous yeah. podcasts. But uh, so I think I think people, people just don't know. People don't want to admit what you were talking about as far as the old diet of people on a farm eating the eggs, the bacon, right. all this, what we would deem as an unhealthy breakfast. But then they went out and did all this eg- exertion and physical activity, which is actually like a exactly. massive key to health. But nobody wants to admit because that takes work. That takes work to be physically active and and lift and and lift things you know and that's what really keeps you young if you're able to stretch a muscle use a muscle you know maintain muscle mass and movement and also with the cns too like i was a i was a i was a certified personal trainer for a a blink of an eye in my lifetime but recognizing how important it was to have this muscle to uh the central nervous system connection which wears over time and wears over old age and it's a maintenance thing. And if you can maintain this, any kind of diet works as long as you're exerting those calories too. You could be eating McDonald's well, and well, live what, to 90 you're, if, if what, you're burning them you're off saying, and, and you're exercising correctly. Okay. Well, what you're saying is absolutely 100% right because the secondary circulatory system, the heart being the first circulatory system, is the milking action of the skeletal muscle. If you're out working, doing stuff, riding bikes, swimming, walking, you know, cutting wood, whatever it is, when when your muscles are moving and so on, the milking action of the skeletal muscles helps to get the blood back to the heart. That's why you see people that don't do anything like that with these great big swollen legs, the varicose veins and all like that. That's, That's why they have it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Another thing I wanted to come back to. Going, going back to the, the vaccination, and not even I, I don't even want to call it a vaccination at this point because it's a brand new technology um, that they have. Me, whenever I, I enjoy video games, if Sony comes out with a brand new PlayStation, I never buy that PlayStation 
because there is so many things wrong with that new software and that new technology that they haven't worked out yet. And it takes them a while to test it, run it, realize the things that are wrong with it, and then eventually improve it. The fact that you're putting something that is altering your DNA where there is no long-term showing, not five years hasn't gone by, 10 years hasn't gone by, to show the evidence of what possibly could be wrong within this, always blew my mind. Jesse, and Jesse, I'm talking, on, I'm talking about like a PlayStation, man. I mean, I understand that, like, but real quick, but and, and like Dr. John Yur said earlier, in, 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 and I, I know he was an ad or not an advocate, but you did agree with like previous vaccines. I don't know to the extent of what of how that was, Doctor. Th- those but are the time, human, time, the human, and, the human time body, the, the human body is already the human body. Like if you treat your body like a temple, you're healthy. You, you eat healthy. You do things that are healthy. You live in an environment that's healthy. You don't need vaccines at all. You already, you already are the PlayStation, Jesse. You're no, always the PlayStation. I'm, you're I'm always just, like your your body does what it needs to do to survive in this environment. I, so I, I think I'm sorry. I think that that's a, a horrible analogy. No, but but what and I'm by, saying is, if so many people are rushing to get something that's like brand I, new, I agree. I agree in that. And aspect. I'm like, you have not seen but, any. But and, is, and it changes so quick. So that first gen, the first generation. But who is it coming from? No, I I can. I'm it's coming to, from I'm the government, avoid, bro. I'm, I'm trying to avoid corruption or like a, a conspiracy theory level. Which there's is no conspiracy. There's no. It's the government. It, it, but, almost, but I just almost forcing you to take a vaccine. That's it, never gonna be. You're never gonna win over that oh, argument. I, I wanted to just kind of like come from a, a very much logic standpoint from where I kind of took it. For sure, taking all government corruption and everything out of it. If you're talking about something that's. I don't even like I said. I don't even want to call it a vaccine because it it works in in a completely different way than any other vaccine has ever worked. Do you really want to be that person to try that out? You know what I mean? To like put that in your body? Who who knows? Like people thought cigarettes. There was Doctor Remected Remect like who was behind that? cigarettes? Who was behind the campaign way on back that? in the day? <laughs> and we know what cigarettes do. That was big tobacco so, had influence over so society. So all I'm saying is for the people out there that aren't super conspiracy theorists. You know, or or believe in government corruption or anything like that. I just want to come from a logic standpoint to say that whenever a new technology comes in that hasn't been around for a while, maybe don't rush to do it yet. For sure. Maybe I, just wait a while and see how how it pans out before you go like uh, jumping on the bandwagon with it. Just I just wanted to put that out there for okay. for all the viewers who all aren't right, now, who aren't super there. What I want to I want to basically reinforce what you're saying. Because in medical school, when they were talking to us in the pharmacology class, and I'm not against all medications. I'm not against antibiotics. I'm not against uh, blood pressure medicine or, you know, maybe thyroid medicine. Penicillin? Certain medicines have, yeah, you know, we, they have their use. I could go on and on and tell you things that were not, not good, like the remdesivir and stuff like that, that killed the people, but that's another subject. But what they said was learn how to use the various types of medications and know them well and have a handful of them. And don't, when one new one comes out, say a new calcium channel blocker or a new beta blocker or an ACE inhibitor or something, leave that alone. Keep using the ones that you know that are tried and true, that's been working well, so have a small handful of them. And and they all were called Me Too drugs. So they were made by other pharmaceutical companies, you know, and there's a whole gamut of them. So I'm just saying what you're saying is exactly what they told us in the pharmacology class. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jesse, on the money on that Interestingly, while I was listening to you, I went ahead and came back through here. um, 
and I want to talk to you a minute about DV Kid, D E V V Y K I D D. Have you heard of her? No, uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay. What is that, a channel? Like a YouTube anyway, channel? Well, or? She's on, well I, I can't show you her picture, but she's on the news with views. She lives down at Big Springs, Texas. I've talked with her on the on the phone. And she she believes in the supreme law of the land. She's a constitutionalist and so on. She writes wonderful articles. And here's the titles of them here listed under her. Florida Surgeon General COVID injections profoundly unsafe. And that was December the 12th. Then she said re-examine COVID-19 disease or virus December 5th. And then that name of that documentary that I'm stumbling on is simply called Died Suddenly. All those things I told you that you said you couldn't believe it, it's in that yeah, documentary. Died. And if they're lying to us, I don't think they are. Died suddenly. Died is like suddenly. A, it's, a, it's a it's a pod- Died suddenly, an honest review. And then here's what she says at the beginning of it. Before I cover that documentary, denial regarding those COVID experimental injections and safety is being driven by fear. Over the decades, Americans have been conditioned to trust their doctors Mother government out of D.C. and the rotten, corrupt mainstream media. When COVID hit, scumbag former Vice President Mike Pence brought us Dr. Death, Fauci, and liar Deborah Burks. And so, do you want me to open that Died Suddenly documentary and kind of skim down through it a minute? No, no. See some high points. Real quick. No, no, no. We we we're okay, getting close. Ahead. We're getting close to the end of the hour, and there are some other questions I want to ask you. But before, right. but before, okay, I understand what you're talking about with that documentary. I've heard multiple people bring that up to me. I've had it shared to me from my phone. It's on Rumble. You can watch it. It's it's a very. I haven't watched it in its entirety. It's a little over an hour. I from what I've heard, there's a lot of good information in it. So I I, I would suggest people watch it, and then whatever you come out with that documentary, oh. you come out with. You know what I'm saying? Like then you make your own your own decision at that point. Um, one thing I did want to share with you guys, and I will just, um, and that is there were like five people that sent into me information um, that that dealt with, and I put it over here in another folder. Doctor, I just want to talk to you, man. You really, I just want to talk to you. I want to talk to you like in a podcast. That? I just want to talk and have conversation. Well, know. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, you are, you right, are well, so gonna, smart. You are talk. so smart, man. You do not... The last thing I want is for you to read <laughs> off a piece of paper because you have so much knowledge in your brain, man. Well, I, I and the reason I'm doing this type of thing is to simply maintain a little bit more of an outline or direction. I get it, so that I just don't wander off somewhere. I get it, but that's, that's what all. that's what makes but you. Anyway, that's, that hold what, on for just. That's what makes you, Doctor John. You're in a beautiful person, man. I know. Listen to this. I'm just going to read two or three things, and then we go on. <laughs> Uh, this person said, "Thanks for your e- for your uh, email. The spike proteins remain in the body. Uh, your article was great. Uh, thank you for the information." And a fellow named uh, William said that uh, he had, you know, a couple of sisters, one seventy and one eighty, that after the vaccine, they their their mentation changed, their ability of love and compassion and all. One became angry and hostile. Anyhow. Those were feedbacks that I had enough reading. Ask that's, your questions. Let's go on. And then I'm glad you got feedback, man. No, because and it's good, and that's data. Yeah. That's data that's being received and being documented, and, and it should be even more so. Because for yeah. all we know, 50 years from now, they'll be talking about what the absolute catastrophe of the vaccine would, you know, was on on human society. 
and the data will be there. We just don't have a time machine to go see. So be okay. Fifty years. I want to. We're, we're separating now, Doctor. We're doing it. Okay. I need, well, all I, all Paul's I being strict is, right now, man. You, you Paul. So Paul's ab- being strict. We're gonna get it, but you are you are so absolutely right with your last comments because this this what we've been going through and continuing to go through is considered the most horrendous attack on on our human population in the history of mankind. That's documented, or in, at least within the past hundred years that we know to be true, because we're not the victors who write history. But yes, damn it, you guys are going to spiral me down into a different path. Doctor, I want to, dude, on this podcast so much, we talk about so much fucking dismal shit, corrupt government, vaccine bullshit, it, not bullshit, but you know what I'm saying. We talk about so many things that are so much, su- such a damper on life. I want to kind of lighten it up, man. You were a physician for so long, and, and again, your knowledge is so immense. Give us the down low on ED, man. I don't have ED. I don't have it. My dick works fine. I'm able to <laughs> oh. satisfy my wife. But what is the deal with okay. it, man? Why do one right. in three men it, deal it, it, with ED? What's up with it? Are, we want to deal with erectile dysfunction instead of the dying of all these people. Hey, okay. I'm. We, he, he's we, just lighting. He's he's okay. at doctor, the end. Doctor. It's at the end of the hour. He wants to end on a light got, lighthearted note. Yes, that's that's all Paul is yes. trying to do. All right. And on like, something not so dismal. Five years. Because we talk about dismal all right. shit all the time. Yes. Something not so dismal. Okay. Yes. All right. There, there, are, there are three compartments in the penis. And they are, um, they are spongy. And absolutely, if you want to just plain talk, the penis is a very remarkable organism. Okay? And what happens is when one becomes aroused to develop a full-blown hard old erection that we've all had hopefully at some time or another (laughs) what's going on is our heart simply starts pumping blood into that penis okay now are have are you familiar with what's called just a simple snap ring no 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 they would put they they would put those around a penis and oh, a cock ring. Just kind of talking about a cock ring right now. No. <laughs> well, Sorry. a cock ring is more for sexual pleasure. Okay, but that sounds this like what you were I'm describing. About, Sorry. Okay, now, but this particular device is trying to prove whether or not the end of the man has an erection at the time he's sleeping, which is unconscious. And if when they wake him up in the morning, if that thing has snapped and broken free an erection actually did take place, okay? Um, okay? Anyhow, the the whole thing deals with simply the pump, the heart pumping blood into the penis, the valve shut down to stop the blood from leaving the penis, and hence the spongy tissue becomes engorged, okay? And... Coming back to my earthing that we talked about on a podcast before, it's still the most remarkable healthcare discovery of modern times. It's absolutely free. I bet you neither one of you guys have instituted the concept of earthing into your lives. We You're did. You're not sleeping on a conductive mat. You're not. The night. You don't have an earthing mat on your arms. And what happens is those red blood cells, when they're clumpy together, they can't get in through the capillary beds. And as a matter of fact, on one of the pages in the book, Earthing, it talks about men having better erections 
when they're doing the earthing because the it, it basically lets the blood move into those micro capillaries. Now understand this. I think I told you before, but it bears knowing. You've all seen like the little uh, containers where you put pennies or nickels or dimes into them mm-hmm. to, to make it 50 pennies or, uh, yep. you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even, what are those coin things rolls. called? They're just coin, coin rolls. Yeah. rolls coin rolls. Whatever, huh? that's what I would call it. Coin rolls. A coin roll holder. Okay. And the coin, I used to think, was kind of like the red blood cell that went through there. Now, the red blood cell is what's called a biconcave disc. Concave means going in like this. And so it actually, when you look at a red blood cell under a microscope, it looks like an inner tube that's got a little membrane that goes across on the inside. Because if I just drew it with my fingers, say this is the center, it goes over like this, then it comes up around like this, then comes back around like this, so that it's thin in the center, but it's thicker out on the outside edge. So the red blood cells look like little rings, okay? And I used to think that they would go through that capillary similarly to like if you had put like a plate, let's let's say a nickel. You could put the nickel through that tube sideways instead of putting it in there flatwise, right? But here's something I found out. The capillary becomes so small that that red blood cell has to fold like a taco in order to get through the capillary. Now, I think that's pretty amazing. You follow and, what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what causes Fold ED? The is... red blood cell. I'm saying it, the erectile dysfunction is the bottom line is we're not getting a satisfactory amount of blood into the spongy material of the penis. Which probably has to that's, do with like it. a lack of exercise, and, I would and assume. Lo- and, yeah. and some of it, some of it is psychological. If is if it ever testosterone based? Trying really hard. Huh? Is it ever like a testosterone based thing? Like if you have a lack of testosterone, like the actual Absolutely. like like hormone testosterone, and then well, that causes that issue too. Yeah. After age forty, they say that your testosterone goes down by approximately ten uh, percent per year. And that's why a lot of the older fellows will take the testosterone. That's what builds your muscles, makes you a man. Do you recommend TRT at all? Excuse me. Like TRT? Would you recommend TRT? Testosterone? uh, What is TRT? Testosterone replacement therapy? TRT? I think, oh, I think, yeah. And I have given uh, testosterone primarily is given to the male as an injection, intramuscular testosterone about once a month, every two or three weeks, and it really helps them with their libido. It, it spices up their sex life. They, they, they have more interest in performing for their spouse or girlfriend or whatever. And so... But that's synthetic. But no, that's, hold on, hold on. That's, that's synthetic testosterone, is it not? I don't know. Is- um. TRT has been around I'm for a while. Sure, T- TRT has been around for a long time. But it would time. technically be synthetic. How I are mean, they gonna... how else? I mean, what are you taking testosterone out of a out of a guy and then pumping it into another guy? <laughs> like you want? Sure. Like, is there a testosterone donation <laughs> right, right. center? I, no. I don't think. Oh I mean, shit! It's got to be. That's synthetic. a new business model. Sure Sorry, doctor. <laughs> go ahead. It sounds good. But now, well, the only other thing I was going to tell you is there is a a performance anxiety that one will experience 
and if a fella oh that's different that's a psychological issue that's really not a medical hard hard to basically plain talk just get it up the more he tries the worse it makes it and it just shuts down his whole system instead of just letting it go naturally yeah right okay and and a woman needs to understand that and not say well come on if you hurry up we can do this it's like it's like okay have you ever had Somebody oh, that's my dream. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you're, and you're, you're having to make a stream to go pee. You know, that's really yeah. tough. You can't yeah. release it. I yeah, tell you a yeah. funny one. You'll like this. I, it, years ago when I was in my 20s, I was up in Amsterdam. And I was walking along the street. Of course, they've got the red light district and all that fun stuff. But I'm up in Amsterdam. And I've got to, I've got to basically, I've got to pee. I've got to urinate. Okay? And here, here is two lanes of road going this way and two lanes going this way with a median in the middle. And in there, there is a, a shield. And it was about, I don't know, maybe three or four feet wide, but your feet could be seen and your upper body could be seen. And you went into it, the men did, to pee. Well, I thought, That's beautiful. okay, I'll do that. So people That's just drive a vice in, in your it. dick? Well, no, no, you can't, you can't see genitals. He's just talking about you see feet and okay. then you see upper torso. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, you, gotcha. You, you, see their head, you missed all that. You see their head, you see their feet, you know they're in there peeing. I went in there and tried it with cool. the cars whizzing both ways. That's awesome. There was awesome. no way I could even get it to release. <laughs> and I had to hold it to get down to some other place and pay to go in and go pee. That's the so same it's, like... It's psychological with your brain. True. Oh, yeah. Because that's absolutely. like whenever you're... If you're in a lake and the water's really, really cold and there's other boats floating around and you're like in the lake and you're cold, I can't pee. But before, okay, I got one more for well, you. I got one more for another you. Another thing too. Run away, wait. Before we leave that, have you never, have you ever noticed that when you're running water in the kitchen sink or like that, that'll cause you to have to go pee? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, the flow of the running water will stimulate that. Okay. It's just like whenever well, you I gotta piss now, just from talking about it. It's like whenever you have like a drunk friend and you put <laughs> <laughs> you put their hand under warm water. What's that now? When you have a drunk friend, you put their yeah, hand in warm putting, water. Putting water, rubbing water on the wrist, and so on. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, we we have taught people, both men and females, that we're having trouble voiding, to basically get in a tub of hot water and just relax, and then let let the bladder loose to get going following a surgical procedure or something. I know it sounds a little y- y- yucky, but that's life. Yeah. So I don't know how much time you have left in you, but I do, I have, I truly have one more question. I mean, I have like multiple, but one more that I'm oh. very curious about your opinion on. Oh. Okay. Um, so if you had to explain the pineal gland in a nutshell at, from a doctor's perspective, with a little insert of Dr. John Year's perspective, what would you describe the pineal gland as? The pineal gland is located in the front central part of the brain, and it's about the size of a pea, and it's considered a, a master hormone that controls all aspects of the body. And they've tried to say that it is associated with a third eye, of a chakra type of thing for this emotional energy and such as that. So there, there's a lot of literature and I've read a lot about it, but, uh, I would say it's probably more of a mystery than it is a factual thing because right now, I don't know if you know this, 
that we are considered um, we're considered a um, a perfect recording mechanism. Okay. However, we're an imperfect playback mechanism, and so they can come to your brain, and by using stimulation on various parts of your brain, your memory can come back of like when you were a kid. And you ran out the back door and you opened the door and you kept running and you let the door slam shut. And mom said, you know, Paul, quit slamming that door. You shut. Don't shut that door that way. And you will hear your mother's voice. You'll hear the door slam and everything that's there in your brain. But you can't tap it. So, you don't. So within all your research and like dealing with patients and things of that matter, you never really took into perspective what the pineal gland is. Is it really like this life after death experience where you have the DMT explosion when you die that happens in the pineal gland? I didn't know it was pea size. That's very interesting. And I also heard that um, tap water calcifies it or fluoride. Sorry. I don't know how true that is. But I'm trying to understand the importance of it. And if a, phys well, I, I a think, physician I of your... There is some truth as far as calcification of it from, from a diet. And by the way, do you guys have fluoride toothpaste? I do not. Oh, man. Yes or no? I haven't had fluoride toothpaste okay. in probably like six, seven years. I just, man, I okay, just well, grab whatever's good. cheapest at Price so, Chopper. Jesse, so probably. Jesse's on it. Jesse's okay. on it, yeah. Yeah, probably. Do not, okay, remember this. It's simply stated. The Nazis put fluoride in the Jews' water supply to dumb them down and make them more docile. And the American school school child is approximately 10 to 15 percentage points less intelligent from the fluoride itself dude that's very true that's and, and i would I be think curious. my weed smoking probably no, balances no, no. out my no i would me. be i would be curious real quick on on when it was we implemented fluoride in the water system and where we were at educationally as a as a country compared to other countries i know that statistic will never exist and I just think it's fascinating. So real quick, Jesse, I don't know if you have anything for Dr. John Urin. We're over the hour, dude. I don't care how long we go. It's it's completely up to Dr. Uh, Dr. Urin how long he oh, can I'm, go. I'm having, a, I'm having a, a, an absolutely awesome time tonight. I'm very happy with my with my new format. I can polish it out and fix it so it's better, so it's not quite so much reading. And I, want, I just am, was trying with you guys to not leave out some, some really important stuff. And, and it reminds me, I want to share this with you a minute, because I, I, I'm going back now to when I was in junior college over in Kansas City, Kansas. I had a class of all of my college classes, and it was on music appreciation. And do you know what the instructor did in that class? He read the textbook to us. I see the irony. I'm going to repeat that. He was up there at the podium, had our textbook, chapter 31, and read it. It was the most boring, mind never, Wait, never played any music? Ever dealt with in my life. Never played any music in a, in a music he, appreciation well, yeah, class? He, he, he did that. He played music, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, and like that. And then we had tests on having to be able to recognize, da-da-da-da, you know, yeah. who did that type of thing and all, who wrote that and what have you. And, and then their history and all and that part of it was fun. You know the difference but between to go to class to have the difference yeah, between you and awful. your the difference between you and your music professor is you are you are way more interesting than that man. 
and you have way more knowledge. <laughs> Granted, music is a beautiful thing, and music transcends people. You have more to offer. Not Okay, not more to offer, but you have more knowledge to spread to people. So that's why well, I said I, what I said thank, earlier. Thank, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, I want to share something with you. Um, bless his heart, he was a very sweet man. Um, and it was uh, uh, Dr. Soliday was one of the professors. He was a physician. He was at my medical school. We were in the laboratory one day, and they they were the OMT instructors. One was Holiday, and the other was Soliday. They were both physicians. And Soliday was a big fella. He had fairly large fingers and so on. And I had been told that he had a photographic memory. And it was a very laid-back class dealing with manipulation, and, and we were working on each other, learning various techniques and so on. And so he was standing there and talking to me. And I said, I've heard that you have a photographic memory. And I had the textbook for that particular class in my hands. I just opened it up and I started reading on the right hand page. And I read two or three sentences. And he's standing on the other side of the book, the book's facing me. And then he continued to read the book to me. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. That's what I said. It was, it was the most, it was the most incredible experience. I've never. That's the only time that's ever happened with me. But he could actually see the pages of that book in his mind. That's insane. Some some people have that kind of like memory. Right. Right. I think the pineal again. Whatever. Oh man, you know what you can't do with this podcast because I know you're about to shut it off. No, no, I'm not. But we got it. I said for however long he wants to go for, we can. Well, go. I can't. I can't well, go now, forever. I, no, I, have no. a, I have a kid at my house. I have to actually normally You've pre me having a kid. Quick. I could. Well, I could go until right. like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I actually can't. But I have yeah, to remember okay. to ask you, and I might have actually asked you earlier, but about chiropractic work, how legitimate you okay. think that that is. If we could just do a brief little thing. You're trying to get me in trouble. Matter (laughs) of fact, one of the gals that wrote the email, you know what she said? Dr. Yuri, you're so brave and and bold in writing the article, of which I read it to you tonight, dealing with the heart and brain damage and so on. She said, I'm afraid that they may take your license or perhaps put you in prison for speaking out with what you're saying. Well, I I wrote back to her and said, well, so far... I can tell you they did take my license away about two and a half years ago. And they took it away because they murdered one of my very best friends. I did everything I could possibly do. I went down to Jefferson City. It was the biggest kangaroo court. I couldn't show anything. I couldn't show pictures of of this individual's foot. I couldn't show letters from any doctors. I couldn't substantiate anything. It was a ramrod thing to get me out of there because they don't like what I have to say. And, you know, I, I believe in the truth. If, if something is good and works, and I'll tell you one, calcium bentonite clay, we're going to get back to this, but calcium bentonite clay is a wonderful substance that I found out about a number of years back. There's a lady down in Texas. Her name is, is uh, 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 Pierre all Allridge, A-L-D-R-E-D-G-E. And she goes by uh, Pierre, P, and like that. She wrote the book, Calcium Bent Night Clay. Well, I've talked with her many times on the phone when I had patients that had a rash or a problem dealing with skin and so on. 
The calcium bentonite clay is not clay down at your normal riverbank. It's found in the ash of extinct volcanoes. When volcano explodes and the ash comes down and that like that, that's where they would get this material. It had all kinds of, of minerals in it, all kinds of elements and a lot of detoxifying. If, if I remember right, the the volcanic well, ash has a lot of detoxifying it, it, purposes too. It, yeah, it, and you just have you need to get her book. You know, it's not expensive, and and you can call her on the phone. I could give you right now her telephone number. You could call her tomorrow, and she she'll talk to you. How often do you get an author of a book to do that? Anyhow, listen to this real quick. I've had one or two authors. I'm on, up at, at Unionville in northern Missouri. And the football coach came in, and he had a lesion the size of a silver dollar right here. on. It was on his right shoulder, but when I'm looking at my picture, it's up there. But anyway, it was, it was on his left arm, his left biceps area. And he showed that to me, and I didn't like the looks of it, and I thought perhaps it was some type of a basal cell carcinoma because it had kind of rolled edges out on the edges of it. And I was concerned. I said, well, let's... Put some of this calcium bentonite clay on it and let's see how it does. Two weeks later, he came back in to me and he said, I just wanted to report to you. I thought you were the biggest quack that I'd ever come across in my lifetime. But I thought, hell, why not? I'm going to go ahead and try it. So he went and bought the clay. He put it on there the way I told him to put it on. The lesion was nearly completely healed. So, but but how and do I you? I thought that was incredible. How, but how do you feel about chiropractics? Is I think what Jesse originally asked. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really a little confused about yeah, I, which is great because I I love I yeah, love yeah. the herbal, especially when you got into because okay, okay, all right. Now, to talk about okay, you're here's, you're talking about volcanic low. ash. There's all right, the I'm a D I'm a Dio. What? No, just real quick, real quick. My parents always had this bottle of I think it was just called detoxificant or something. But the main ingredient was volcano ash. It was this white. It tasted like it just sucked all the moisture out of your mouth. Whenever you put like calcium a teaspoon. Calcium bentonite clay. Is that what it is? Calcium it was bentonite white? clay. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been taking this. I've been taking this my whole childhood. I would literally. Okay. My grandfather owned um, a health food store in St. Louis. The health. Yep. The first health food store yep. that ever opened. There you go. And he, and he swore by go. this. Anytime you got a stomach ache or anything. You would take a tablespoon of this and within 30 minutes feel fine. It absorbed everything yep. out of you. Like, I still swear by this to this day. My parents still, I don't know where I'd, I'd get a bottle, but I call my mom whenever I'm, I drive over to her house. I'm like, oh, I need some, I think I just called it detox. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Legitimately, it's in this brown bottle, this white stuff. And right when you put it in your mouth, you feel all the moisture get absorbed out of your mouth. And oh, then whenever shit. you swallow it, it literally, it just sucks. Like, why have you never said shit. this? Why have you never said this before? I, I don't know. But I, th so that's literally what you're talking about. I've literally, okay, I've been using that. this. Okay. I've been let, using this my whole life. Question. Here's the answer. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to put this in a way that it comes across so that I don't get, you know, death threats or what have you. But the MDs, is referred to as allopathic medicine, allopathic. The DOs is referred to as osteopathic medicine, a DO versus an MD. And I've never been able to figure it out, but if you look in the yellow pages, of course we don't use yellow pages much now, but the MDs always came in front of the DOs. It was, they, they didn't do the alphabetical right, but that's okay. So the person that, that came up with the concept of osteopathic medicine was Andrew Taylor Still. 
S-T-I-L-L. And, and he opened the first school of medicine up in Kirksville, Missouri. And I lived in Kirksville for a number of years and covered the emergency room there for several years. And what happened was a fella named Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, came up there and saw Andrew Still working with the people and doing manipulations and so on, straightening their necks, working with their back, uh, all of the things that are done with, with the osteopathic manipulatory techniques, as we call them, or OMT, like that was that lab that I was in there with Holiday and Soliday. That's where we were learning to do that manipulation. So Palmer never enrolled in the school. He never graduated as a doctor. He took off and went back, I believe, to, to back east and opened up the Palmer School of Chiropractic Medicine. So that is what the chiropractors do. And they say that there's surgery free and drug free and use something they can't do as a positive because they can't prescribe medication and they can't do surgery, but they do the manipulation. And they're just like in any other thing. There are good chiropractors and bad chiropractors. And when you find one that really knows what they're doing, I think that it can be very beneficial but you need to be cautious when they say that, okay, I need to see you every other day for the next yep. month. Yep. You know, yep. I think they're trying to basically get into your Money. pocket that's, yep. versus that's, get treatment. That's, that's what I get that's, that's what I get into. Too. That's what I get into so much. Because my like I said, limited background of understanding uh muscle imbalances in the human body is what what I had to learn. Uh becoming a certified personal trainer and being able to like diagnose like, Oh man, your shoulders roll forward. So you need to strengthen, right, strengthen right. the, the trapezius and, and drawing movements to build up your back to right. realign you. And I was like, you can't just crack a back and then realign this. What's happening is your muscles, you have a muscle imbalance and you can only do that Jesse, through mus right. mus muscle, there muscle strengthening. With, there can be issues with the bones too, man. No, I'm not. I'm, but I've always been like, man, you watch these bullshit TikTok videos where people just go in, they get their back cracked, and then, oh, this solves everything. I'm like, no, you have a muscle imbalance. No, like I, I do and that. that's no, not no, just like, going in there and getting so your back cracked real quick, and having quick, some air released, by real the way. Real quick, real quick. That's all that's happening so there's, there. So there's a lot to it. There's and, a lot. And, and I'm not saying that there's not. There's reasonable a, practices within it, but I'm like, for the most dude, part, it's so gimmicky. Doctor, be, before you go in real quick, and I have one well, last question. I have one last question before we go into okay. that. But I, I had a really good well, car. Yeah, don't ask. Huh? Okay, let me let me tell him this, and I want to hear your chiropractic thing. Okay. Because I was up at I was up at um, at Fort Leonard Wood covering the emergency room as a civilian working in a military hospital, and one night one of the military guys came in. And I remember it distinctly. He came in, he had his arm stuck up in the air like he's wanting to ask a question in a classroom. And he walked in there and I said, you know, I greeted him. I was out there in the area where the patients are coming. I said, what's the deal? He said, I was over at the gym working out. And on my way home, I simply put my chin down to stretch the muscles in the back of my neck. And something happened. And now I can't get my arm down. It's stuck. I said, okay, well, something in your upper thoracic is out of balance. And so I did, I said, this might hurt what I'm getting ready to do with you, but I laid him down. I did some manipulation on him. I was able to actually get some motion of the, of the thoracic cervical vertebrae 
And then all of a sudden he's like, oh man, you got it. It's just, that's it. And he said, now, do I need any pills or any medicine? I said, no, that's it. That's good. You can go ahead and you can go home. But that was really rem a remarkable way in which he was stuck and couldn't, couldn't move. I seen also a lot of times people coming in with dislocated jaws. I would be like, yeah, they can't get, yeah. they had temporal mandibular bilateral disjointed. Dis, dis and they, I had to put my fingers inside their jaws and manipulate it to pop their jaw bone back into the articulations that we have. That's here. like, that's, hold on, hold on, you're, you're, hold on, you're equating, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, I don't, no, I don't no, want, no, no. no, I don't what, want chiropractic work to Jesse, be equated Jesse, to like, hold on real quick. Let me get, okay. You gave two really, oh, man. <laughs> dude, you were a doctor for so long that those are some extreme examples, but I, I am one person right. and you've seen thousands of patients, but this is the extent of what I can offer to your past two examples. You know, I have seen, I, I've had a few chiropractors in my life. I have one, Dr. Roki. He's a badass man. He's been doing it for 33 years. I got my wife onto him. He's a doctor? All right. Hold on. Is he sorry, a doctor? Sorry. He's no, no. He's not a doctor. Rope okay. Key, thank you. Thank the you. Dude, the dude's he's not a, a doctor. The dude's well, a bad. No, wait. No, no. Hold. Hold on. Now. Wait. Give credit where credits due. They're a doctor. It, he of might be. He might be. Practic medicine. Okay. Yes. They're way yes. different. Jesse, They're hold on. Can I please? Okay. Let me finish real quick. He's a really, really good guy. But he's right. one of those guys. Whenever you go in, he's he's not pressuring you for your money. You're just you're in. You're out. You're, you're just in, giving him. You're just giving him. You're in. You're out. You're in. You're out. You're in. You're out. So eventually I found this guy, right? It's called FIT. Uh, I go to him. You get an hour of time. It's not you're in, you're out. You get an hour. I'm paying $60. I get an hour of your time. The first time I, I met with him. I go in. I sit down. Hey, what's, what's going on? What, what, what seems to be the issue? I tell him, hey, man, like I have, I have a tennis elbow. I have tennis elbow really bad. Okay, I'm 30. I was 31 at the time. Really bad tennis elbow, like really, really bad. Like it was, it was very uncomfortable for probably like a good couple of months. I go into this chiropractor, Corey. He's like, Hey, I'm going to do some dry needling, which he's, he's like, I'm going to stick some needles in your arm. And then it, you know, it vibrates and it twitches the muscle, twitches the muscle and all that good stuff. Dude, I did that with him three times. I haven't had el or tennis elbow since. And not only that, I did a whole bunch well, of different exercises well, with him. Well, Remember well what he did with you. He he did acupuncture. Yeah, acupuncture is what he did with you, yeah. and you had inflammation. And the tennis elbows, atenosynovitis, is the medical term for coding and so on. And that that's what you'd put in in the terminology. Of course, one thing I'll share with you right now that I think is kind of funny: medical school is really like a gigantic dump truck backing up with all these other words and they just dump them all on top of you so you can talk in a completely foreign language, uh, you know, like like leukocytes or white blood cells, erythrocytes or red blood cells, you know, things of that nature. You, you just learn a total... Autorhinolaryngologist? <laughs> yeah. That, that one always, I'm like ear, nose, and throat doctor, but you hear autorhinolaryngologist, you're like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, you know, what? an anologist, anologist is simply one who studies that. You know, and so anyway, that but that's what it seemed like. And it's just so you could talk in a different language. And, and if you did your dictation and said, well, there was a lot of swelling of the of the outside of the ankle, you would have to really come back and say there was considerable edema of the lateral malleolus, you know, something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I want to leave it there, Doctor. I'm sorry, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, go any I'm, further, man, because we've had a really good podcast. 
Yeah, I've, just, I've hit my limit. It's weird having a kid now. I'm I can't just do podcasts till like twelve o'clock. Yeah. you know anymore. But yeah, and next podcast we well, do. Now, man, one thing. Go ahead. One of the ladies that was in here, she, she just this evening before I came down to prepare for this, she said, "What can I What can I do in order to view that podcast?" And I said, "Well, I said we'll do it tonight." And I'll answer her question. I said it'll be a couple of three days before the guys release it and put it up. But I don't remember how many days typically is it after we do one. That's so about right. That's out. about right. No, no. So the 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 audio. If she just wants audio, it'll be ready in probably the next, within the hour. The audio version of this podcast will be on what on what platform on on. on um, I'm sorry on, on iTunes your platform. On no, 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 Junkies. no on iTunes, Spotify. On iTunes and Spotify, it'll be ready within the hour. But on YouTube, this isn't going to be yeah, released on YouTube. But on Rumble, a video, it'll be just be Rumble, and that'll be tomorrow. Now, you are you guys are not on YouTube now. We can't. This kind of conversation will will be shut down. Our whole channel would get shut down if, if we post it. I, <laughs> yeah, you're you laughing at it. Penises? Like no, no about yeah, well, vaccines. You, we can, you we can say clitoris. On yes, this one, you sure. Mean? But well, no, no, no. You can okay, good on YouTube. You can't talk about. COVID-19 or vaccines, Anything. but you can talk about dick and pussy. Yes. Really? Oh, of course. Yeah. But, but man, now, you know, you know, that you know, the clitoris is the analog of the penis, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We didn't even the get female... into that. If, if you, if you look you into transgender about... surgeries, which are actually really fascinating. If you look into them, that's yeah, that's, that's what they do. And like the testosterone therapy no, no, that no, enlarges them. We got to cut it. We got to cut enlarges, it. Enlarges. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor, we can, yeah right. doctor, hey. Too much. Yeah. That's hey, subject. hey yeah. I, I'm going to text you, man. We're going to do another podcast in like a, a, a minimum, a All month, right. a, a minimum, a month from now. Let me know what your now. next subject is. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go another okay, six well, months. Happy. I don't want to go another six months without talking okay, to you, well, man. I would I, love to I, have I will, you on again soon. I will soon. do them frequently, but I, I. I had not written really any articles for News with Views for a period of time because, you know, I'm not as talented as some some people like that DV kid I told you uh, and Kylie Nelson. They're really talented. But here's the oh, thing. you're being they too write. humble. Here's the thing. That's what I'm you're saying, man. You, humble, you man. have you have way too much to offer, man. The, the amount of experience that you've had and the amount of patients that you've dealt with. We don't even have to talk about the general scope of COVID and the general scope of whatever's going on governmentally and all that stuff, man. I would simply love to have you on this podcast and just talk about your career and what you did in your life and the experiences okay. that you had. Cause I think that we could get a lot of value out of that, man. And people would appreciate that okay. because you're, you were a doctor and you well, generally, well, we, you generally care. You, you gen, genuinely care about people. And my last question before you go is when you have the common cold, what do you do? Well, what typically causes the common cold? Uh, it's a virus. Cold virus? Yeah. It's typically, it's, it's like a rhinovirus or an adenovirus or perhaps a coronavirus. And these viruses, let me just ask you this question. What is a virus? If you were in science class and your teacher said, what is a virus? How would you respond? Something right out on your sentence? something attacking my body, something attacking the cells in me, making me feel not not good. OK. All right. What about you? Uh, I would have to say I've watched Osmosis Jones before in, in a science class. So it's this tiny intruder that comes into your body uh, that that disrupts 
the organized normal matter of which your body is happening, and it disrupts that okay. that, that right, natural order. This question. Trying can, to be more intuitive with it, probably sounded like a can a can a virus reproduce? Yes or no? No, because that's bacterial. Bacterial can reproduce. A virus is just a virus until it okay. dies, right? All right, let's come let's come back and look at it for just a minute. And in the classic example is what they call a bacteriophage. A virus in answering that first question would be what's referred to as the smallest particle of living material. The smallest particle of living material. A virus cannot replicate by itself. So what it does is it comes into your body, it then finds a cell it could be a lung cell, you know, it could it could be anywhere in your system that that virus attaches to an individual cell. It then extrudes into the cell genetic material and essentially takes over the reproductive system of that cell. And now that cell manufactures what's called virons, V-I-R-O-N-S. And then that cell gets bigger and bigger until eventually it ruptures and those virons then are spread either in the bloodstream or out through your mouth with coughing and so on. And that is basically the, the shedding that they talk about from viruses where you pick them up from somebody else, either by contact, say, for example sexually uh, sexually related the preferred way. from simply touching somebody. Very seldom do they go through the skin unless it would be like an open wound or something. And remember the portals of entry are the nose and the eyes generally. So that lets you know about a virus. So how do you... And they're very, very small. How do you get rid of... Uh, a how virus you... is one-tenth. One-tenth of one micron is the size of a virus. And the very smallest pore on the N95 mask was three microns. So consider three microns is the size of the hole. The virus is one tenth of one micron. It flies right through there. So if I sweat. If no, I if you could smell a fart, if you could smell a fart through a mask, right? That was like the that's running what, joke. You can probably still get what whatever saying, they're if talking you, about. If you could fart and smell smell the fart through an N95, then what like, the fuck is COVID-19? Yeah. So is there well, is there yeah. a remedy? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> doctor. You, sorry, me, we got We got to end it here. You guys are killing me. I don't have that kind of time. We got to end it here. Is there is what what do you well, suggest? Okay, this, what do you suggest to people to for the common this cold? COVID nineteen thing. When it first came out, and I wrote my first article that's on the news with views, I spent four days writing that article, and I was I was confused. They were they were they had me all messed up and a whole lot of stuff that they were putting out with this whole plan of this thing. And I thought I had it all figured out, but with like with John Rappaport and what I've been seeing right now, there is no COVID-19. There is no virus that's doing all this stuff. There's simply other things we have like influenza A and influenza B that's attacking these people maybe res respiratory syncytial virus or whatever, and they simply put can a I, new title on it. Can I ask you a question? nobody's dying of the flu. Okay, so real quick, Jesse, huh? I, know, I know, I know. This is my, legitimately. I, and I've, I, I thought that, and I believed that for the longest time, but I lived on, I've lived on this earth for 33 years. You've practiced longer than I've been alive. 
How many times did a right. patient come in before COVID-19 and tell you, I have lost my smell and taste? Before COVID. Uh, if, you, if, you look, if you look in the, in the books, a lot of times other viruses will cause that particular phenomenon. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. You, you, have, you had patients before COVID-19 who lost smell Absolutely. and taste. Yep. So why did I lose my yep. smell and taste? You, you picked up a virus. You, you were sick. You did Conven- have an illness. I'm not saying that you weren't sick. I'm, but, and, and for example, everybody was dying of COVID, even if they got in a motorcycle accident. No, no, I know. They tested them. They kept top positive. So, you know, they just shoved it down our throats to the point where, you know, it's hard to really know what to believe. I keep all my options open. I'm continuing to research. Like I said, I don't write. I don't know right now, as I stated in that paper, there's something being transmitted from one individual to another of a vaccinated individual, vaccinated to unvaccinated. Okay, and I, I don't gotta, know no. what it is. That's okay. I got to stop it right there, and we're going to leave it for next podcast okay. because I think that that would be a good. All right. I think that would be a good topic for next podcast, and I'm going to listen to the end of this well, to remind if myself. If you want that one, I'll have to do some research on it. No, no, and I'll, and I'll send I you. I need to buy you sticky you notes. Guys, you just need sticky no, notes. No, 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 I'll listen to it what because I, I know, I know right now. But, Doctor, where can we find you before we let you go? I, I really greatly appreciate you, Dr. John. You're, oh, I love these podcasts. Yeah. Dude, this I, love, is, I love doing a podcast with the Dr. Matt. Yeah. This this, is, these I are think, so much fun. This is like the third or fourth time we've had uh, Dr. John. You're on Talk Junkies, man. You're you're a beautiful person. Uh, before, like the first time we had Dr. John, you're on, we got done with the podcast. Me, you, and Johnny went outside and we talked about how we should do a documentary on Dr. Oh, John we just Uri. re-talked about the whole thing, man. We, yeah. we, we love we, having and, you and on, And we man. should have because you're yeah. fat, you're fascinating. You have, you have well, experienced there's, life there's, in a beautiful way, man. Well, something I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably enjoying my life just about more than any time before, but I am so busy with so many things I'm doing. I, I just bought a woodland lumber mill. And this afternoon, I was up on my property about a mile from where I live, putting it together. And then I'm going to be milling my own wood because right now, a piece of plywood, four by eight sheet of three quarter inch plywood is running you 50 bucks. Oh, it's crazy. And I've got yeah, all kinds of wood around here. And so, you know, that's something that is my new invent, uh, endeavor to be uh, running a lumber mill. <laughs> Rock on, man. Well, um, very nice. I'll put the links in the description below. News, news news with views your email address all those types news of things with views and and the people on news with views be sure you read kylie nelson is really a wonderful um you know frosty woolridge he's always writing there he's concerned about the people coming across the southern border he's doctor all over the united I, states I, I, I hate to i hate to interrupt you right there but if, if i could reach out okay. to you with these people you're describing if we could connect with them and get them on the podcast that would be amazing yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that they would. I think DV Kid would give you some time. I didn't. I think didn't you do? Um, uh, oh, uh, David Ike. Yes, yes, we've had David Ike on. Didn't here you before. have David Ike on your show? Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely would love to get a hold of David Ike. I have almost all of his books, and I think he's a very dynamic guy that's put so much good stuff out there. And a lot of people say, well. You know, you shouldn't say you're associated or know him because that de- uh, no, that's false. damages your own credibility. But I don't I don't think I believe that. Okay. 
Well, I'll reach out to you. We'll, we'll make a, another podcast happen soon. Doctor, thank you for joining Talk Junkies, man. I, I hope the best for you and your endeavors. Okay. Always your a articles pleasure. With news well, thank with you views, very, man. very much. I, by the way, I'll let you guys say goodbye to this little one that's oh, peacefully sleeping in my lap. Tiny, tiny. This, one, this one's named Shy. Shy, oh, oh, Shy, okay. According to their behavior, and she's pretty shy, so she'll, she'll tell you bye. <laughs> bye. Take care, guys. You too, sir. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. John Year, um, very interesting person, uh, very knowledgeable person when it comes to any subjects, when it comes to medicine. I love having this guy on. It's so much fun, man. The best thing you can do for this podcast, everyone, is just like, share, subscribe to the channel. Um, you can support us on Anchor uh, if you want. That's completely up to you. Any money that is given to Talk Junkies is going to be put back into the podcast. Um, to all our junkies out there. Uh, stay free and ring the bell. <laughs>